0: You're listening to the Lord Legend Halloween specials. This is the tale of Beard's Leap. As I heard told, there was once a man-eating ogress called Black Meg. Like another mother of Grendel, she lived in a cave on the wild and lonely expanse of Ancaster Heath. Her flesh was oily and grey as slate. Her crooked bones were wrapped in hard and lean muscles and her hair hung over her shoulders in twisted and matted locks. With foul and evil spells she made the land barren, and with her long and iron claws she would strip the skin and flesh of any living thing she came upon as she roamed up and down the roads in that place. So the harvests rotted in the fields, and the air was rich with the smell of slaughtered cattle. Until one day, a stranger overheard the villagers talking in a tavern near the village of Cranwell. Not one of them was brave enough to face Black Meg. Everyone was terrified just at the sight of her, but the stranger spoke up. I will free you of this foul creature's curse, he said. Now the villagers regarded the man sceptically, because he was no young or sturdy hero, but an older man who called himself Old Jim. They remained sceptical when he told them that he was a knight-errant retired from the wars, and they were most sceptical of all when he led them up to his room, and opened up his trunk. And an old and musty smell wafted out of it into their nostrils. The armor and the weapons inside were old and worn, and obviously forged for a previous generation. But he remained confident. He couldn't be talked down, and the villagers were desperate So they promised that he could have his pick of any horses that they had in the village if it would help him to accomplish his task. They led old Jim to a pond, where every one of the villagers' horses was grazing. One by one, old Jim inspected them. One of the horses, he noticed, was a red and brown bay horse with a jet black tail and mane and it was blind in both eyes. They said that one was called Biard. Old Jim looked thoughtful. Then he smiled. I will take whichever one has the sharpest senses, he said. And he gleaned the rock from the ground, and he threw it into the pond. Instantly. Blind Biard looked up and bent his head towards the sound of the splashing water. That is the horse that I'll have," said Old Jim, "for his senses are keen, and by all accounts, he'll never be frightened by the sight of Black Meg Willie." All of the villagers gave a weak smile and shared anxious glances between them. <laughs> Jim rode out onto Ancaster Heath and he called out to Black Meg as he approached her lair and when Black Meg heard him calling, she cackled and she called back I'll buckle my shoes and on my brood and I'll soon be with you lucky and then Black Meg appeared at the mouth of her cave, her face twisted by wicked delight, and with her iron claws raised up, glinting in the sunlight. Old Jim spurred the forward at once and charged, slashing at Black Meg's shoulder with the edge of his old sword. It split the skin and Black Meg snarled and leapt at the horse and rider as they passed, digging her needle sharp claws into Yard's exposed rum. The blind horse reared up onto his hind legs, leapt high into the air, throwing old Jim clear from the saddle. He crashed to the ground, a heap of clad armour and soil and dust. There was a great clamor and shrieking. And then for a moment, all was still. When the old knight finally came around and got to his feet, he looked. What he saw, he'd never forget. Clear sixty feet away, the bodies of Black Meg and Blind Beard were entwined on the ground. The ogress was still hanging from the back of the horse by her razor claws. Her body was lying mangled underneath the horse's hooves. Her head was split open, and the black life was oozing out of her. Biard himself was no better. He was whining for death, for his great leap had shattered all the bones in his body. When the villagers came, they found old Jin, with his arms around the horse's neck, comforting blind Biard in his final moments when they saw the marks of the horse prints in the rock, sixty feet apart, which Biard had made in his final leap, they were struck with awe. Aye, said old Jim, I had suspected, for I had told that there was once a wild horse taken by King Charlemagne, but he could not tame it. That horse had the name of Bayard." He had such unworldly strength that he could split great rocks with his hooves. And the last time he made a leap like that, they said he split the hillside in two. And from that time forward, the village called itself the village of Biard's Leap. So there, my tale for tonight is done. You take it and keep it, and you pass it on. You've been listening to a lore and legend Halloween special, The Tale of Yard's Leap. Your storyteller today was Rick Scott. Music in this episode was performed by Robert Bentall, with extra music and sound effects from the community at freesound.org. You can find a full list of audio credits on our website. Thanks to the Mysterious Britain and Ireland website at www.mysteriousbritain.co.uk and to website master Ian Topham and the contributor Peter McHugh for providing this version of the Black Meg tale. For more information on the lore behind this tale, visit us at www.lawandlegend.co.uk A massive thank you to Paul Jackson whose support on Patreon gives financial fuel to the development of our stories. How much do you value and enjoy episodes of Lore and Legend? You can help us to create even better episodes with more original stories, research and music by contributing to the cost of producing each episode. If you'd like to become one of our supporters, go to the Lore and Legend site and click on Support Us for full details. That's all for now, and once again... Thank you for listening and for letting us tell you our stories.